Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever is on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. Again, welcome everyone. Thank you for being here and tuning in on this episode of Welcome Home. Uh, I'm excited for our guest that we have today. He is uh, someone that has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And so I want to thank him, my uncle Yeti Katina, for coming and joining us today, uncle. Man, thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Really excited to to have you here and uh, just uh, have some good conversation and, yeah. and hear your thoughts on things. Um, I want to go ahead and get it out of the way because... Uh, a lot of people who know you probably know you as Sam, um, but I call you and everyone in the family calls you Yeti. And so if you want to take a quick moment and just tell us where those two names come from and okay. how you became the man with, with two names. <laughs> uh, I wish I was like Prince with one name. <laughs> uh, uh, so my name is, uh, my full name is Samuel Yeti Taya uh, Katina. And so Sam, you know, a lot of people know me as Sam. That's my first name, but uh, my middle name, uh, Yetitaya, that is Samoan for uh, Jedediah. Um, so, you know, people close to me, they call me Yeti. And uh, every now and then, uh, somebody outside of the family will try to like, oh, I'll, I'll call him that too. And they'll say, hey, Yeti. I go, <laughs> I'm not an abdominal snowman, okay? <laughs> Just call me Sam. <laughs> so that's where that comes from. Well, there you from. go. Yeah. yeah, just in case anyone was wondering, well, who's Yeti? I know <laughs> yeah. Sam. Uh, I always, that was a confusing thing to me when I was growing up. So, um, yeah, Uncle, it's exciting to have another uncle here in the apartment. And um, I, uh, I know you've heard some of the episodes now, mm-hmm. and you know a little bit of how, this, how it goes. Yeah. Not, there's not too much structure to this, but I do have a few questions that... Mm-hmm. I like to ask each of our guests, um, three of them to be exact. And be- Before you a- ask the questions, let me just say that I, I have been listening to some of the uh, episodes, and man, you're doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you. I, I-, I listened to you and Jackson, mm-hmm. and um, so let me just get this out of the way. There are no freaking aliens in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we, no. we can get into that, no. Uncle. We, no. I'm, open, I'm open to all opinions on that no. one. But I, but I, I got to tell you that uh, when you guys were talking about Grandma CI, man, and that brought tears to my eyes, you know. Um, you asked Jackson if there was one person that he could spend a whole day with, dead or alive, and he said, Grandma C.I. And, uh, man, you guys just talked about her the way that I remember her. And uh, when, when you talked about that moment that you had in Samoa, yeah. wow, that was, that, was, um, that was deep for me. And uh, so, man, great job, and I'm ready for my three questions. Awesome, Uncle. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm glad to know... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're doing a good job so far. Um, but yeah, so I have three questions, two of them really more about, uh, things that I'm interested in. And the third one is more about you. So for question number one, uh, you've been, I didn't really give you a chance to introduce yourself, but people know you've been traveling and, uh, as a musician for most of your life now, um, you've gotten to travel all over the world and you've also gotten to meet a lot of amazing people. And so my question for you is, Uncle, 
can you remember who is the most famous person you've ever met and and what was that experience like okay man yeah it's been a blessing to meet different people uh, i think um andre crouch he's a um a gospel singer yeah. and um, a lot of his songs are found in hymnals mm -hmm. you know all around the world and uh uh, I met him when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. Yep. And then I, I was, okay, so let me just start from that meeting. It was at a youth um, uh, convention in California, mm -hmm. and Andre Crouch and the disciples were performing. And after his concert, I just ran up, and there were a bunch of people that ran up, and they were, because he, he didn't have time to go to the merch table and sign autographs. He was just meeting people. And... Um, and then they were taking him away. And he said, hold on, hold on, this little little guy, come here, little man, like that to me. Wow. And I was like, hey, I said, I'm, I'm Samoan. <laughs> and he goes, oh, Talofa. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then uh, fast forward to um, in my early 20s, uh, when my brothers and I signed a uh, record contract with Goatee uh, Records, they were trying to look for producers. And in that whole process, we got to meet him again. Wow. And so I told Andre, I said, Andre, I, met you when I was 12 years old. Wow. Long story short, uh, we, we had the blessing of uh, knowing him. We sang at his uh, mom's funeral. Um, but one, one of the things I remember him saying to us, he said, hey, when you're with people, uh, w before you leave them, always leave them with an encouraging word. Mm. And I, I remember that to this day. So Andre Kraut. Wow, that's crazy. So um, a few, I've talked about this on past episodes, but a few... Uh, a few summers ago, we got to go to Samoa, and um, while we were there, obviously, we were there for uh, on a missions trip, but while we were there, uh, myself and some of my cousins, we actually uh, kind of helped in this filming of, of a documentary. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a documentary about you guys, and one of the, I guess, scenes that we were we were recording was kind of like a flashback reenactment of you and, and your brothers uh, in Grandpa's Garage mm -hmm. practicing music. And yeah. the guy who was directing the documentary, he had like this old tape uh, tape player, like okay. cassette player, uh -huh. um, and it was just a prop. But he found a, I don't know how he found it, but it was at Grandpa's house. It was an old Andre Crouch cassette. And so we had that playing while we were reenacting you guys wow. uh, uh, practicing music or whatever. And yep. uh, I don't know if that actually happened for you guys, if you were listening to Andre Crouch then, but I felt like, man, this is probably what my dad and my uncles were listening to yep. back then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Andre Crouch is, yep. forgive me, is he still alive? No. no. He, uh, I think he passed away maybe uh, three years ago. Okay. Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's cool. That I know that Andre Crouch has been is he's a huge influence on your guys's you know musical yeah. interests, and so yeah. to get to meet someone that meant that much to Absolutely. you when you're yeah. twelve years old or yeah. whatever, that must have been an awesome experience. It really was, man. And, and to this day, you know, his songs. Uh, we sing his songs in, in, mm -hmm. in our shows, and um, man, the the list of hits is. It's endless. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Andre Crouch, that's a pretty cool answer. Um, I'll move on to question number two. Huh? Okay. And this is uh, this question is a little more about 
just uh, your life as a father. Okay. Um, so you're a father to four girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently, your daughter, Caitlin, my cousin, got engaged mm-hmm. to her now fiance, Jervon. Yeah. Congratulations, Kate and Jervon. Yeah, yeah. And my question, my question for you is, as a father of, of girls, whenever they bring a boy home or um, I guess in this case, eventually get engaged to, to a young man, yeah. what's the number one thing that you look for in a boy when it comes to s- someone who could be with your girls? Man, that's, that's a good question. And uh, I feel like it's it, my answer um, is uh, it's been a, it's been a journey because uh, you know I, I, ten years ago I think I, my answer would have been different. I, I joke around with people. I say when, if my if my girls bring a, a guy home, I'm gonna ask him to let me hear his prayer language. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, congrats to Kate and Jervon. Yeah. You know. Um, Josh, it's been a learning experience for for Auntie and I. You know, in the beginning, man, it was just like uh, I, I feel like there was a lot of micromanaging, and um, and and I had to learn that. Wait a minute, this this guy, my, my daughter loves this guy. Mm. So I think whenever we question that, sometimes Caitlin can feel like we're questioning her judgment, mm. and uh, that can that can that can raise up um, a wall, kind of yeah. like, don't you trust me? I mean, this is a good guy. But anyways, uh, they dated for almost eight years before yeah. they got engaged uh, recently. Um, but um, what I see in him, uh, and, and, and I, I feel like uh, Auntie and I have also learned to just pray for these guys. Mm-hmm. Whenever our daughters, uh, they, they, they're attracted to somebody and then to the point where they start dating and they want to, introduce him to us um I, I feel like there's a part of us that we, we have to trust their judgment yeah you know um but what i look for i mean i, I, I what i'm happy about is that um Jervon knows the lord mm-hmm. you know uh i think i think really that's the that's the bottom line so when we say as long as it's somebody who loves the lord you know like what does that mean you know it just just means that um God's word is is what he bases his uh, decision making on. You know, for the most part, I don't want to sound religious, yeah. but but he just he honors God. And so, to me, um, everyone has their own journey. You know, and I mean, I'm on my my journey. Yeah. And at this point in my life, I'm still I'm still learning. Uh, but uh, I guess that's a long way to, of answering the question. But it's basically I look, I look for somebody who who. Uh, uh, values their own um, faith walk, yeah. you know, and I think that everything is gonna is gonna be all right. Yeah, uh, well, Jervon's a great guy, and yeah. uh, you know, when I was when I was younger and I started dating girls, and um, I don't know if it was my dad who asked me this or someone else, but someone asked me, could I ever uh, date a girl who wasn't a Christian? Mm-hmm. And I think my like the my religious answer was well no I could never do that that's not God's will for my life and or whatever and maybe that's true but I, I as I get older I I think about it too and I think it would just be difficult even beyond the religious aspect of it when 
my faith is something so important and such a core part of who I am and not to be self-righteous, but that's just kind of, it's what I base. It's how I see the world is through that yeah. lens. And, uh, it would be very, it would be really hard for me to be with a girl who, even if she was an amazing girl and checked all the boxes, but she didn't have that same lens as uh, it would be hard for to have like a life partner yeah. with someone like that. And totally, man. I mean, I mean, you know, so many, uh, we, we know that in life, there are going to be issues. Yeah. There are going to be problems. So, so uh, for example, if uh, you know one of the kids is is sick, you know, of course there's doctors and just get a oh, little yeah. closer to the mic. Uncle. Oh, yeah. So you know, uh, okay, that's right. When when, when uh, there's a problem that arises, you know, um, that you know, there's so many problems that arise that we need we need God. We're like. Um, I, I tell Auntie, let, let's let's come together and let's pray, mm -hmm. and uh, it would be hard not to have that with, yeah. with somebody, you know. Yeah. I've heard of like um, a couple that's made up of a one staunch Republican and one Democrat, and yeah. man, props to them, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think I could do that. I think I could do that. I had a I had a friend growing up. I don't know why he told everyone this, but every election year he would be like, "Yeah, both my my dad's a." Democrat and my mom's a Republican, so they just both agree not to vote every year because <laughs> they just figured they cancel each other out anyways. I don't wow. know why he told people that, yeah. but yeah, yeah, and they they had a uh, every year they whoever was running for president they'd have both signs in their yard. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> wow, I've never seen that both signs in the yard. Yeah, yeah oh, I think I could, I could date I could I could definitely date someone who had different political views. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be that would be a challenge too, yeah, but yeah. Um, there's well, more about, to. Uh, yeah, how about like couples that uh, one is from uh, UT, oh, and one yeah. is from uh, UK. Yeah. <laughs> that some people that's yeah, a yeah. that's a deal breaker. <laughs> but I I have strong sports allegiances, but yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I don't know if I could date a Celtics fan to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> well, who's uh, Alexis's uh, NBA team? Oh, she's a Laker fan, Uncle. Oh, really? <laughs> Thanks to yours oh. truly. <laughs> oh, so she's a new Laker fan. Yeah, that was one of our, uh, like, when we first started dating, uh. this is this is uh, credit to Alexis, yeah. but that was what we did when Whoa. we were in college is wow. we just watched Laker games wow. together, and I've watched it. Obviously, I enjoyed having Alexis there, but watching the Lakers was also important to me. Yeah. But she just came to... I guess just spend time with me. So, uh, funny, but man. she is a Laker fan. Her favorite. Can you guess who her favorite player is? Uh, is it a, a current player? Yeah, yeah. She only knows from like 2019. She uh, only knows Shaq. And, no. <laughs> uh, LeBron. Nope. No, nope, not LeBron. Nope. Caruso. Nope. No. No. Um, eighty. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Wow. Did she uh, Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma. That's Kyle, her. Wow. I think she likes. Oh, him. she likes his hair. Yeah, man. she's yeah. she's a fan of Kuzma. <laughs> you know, Kuzma's kind of the his, style guy yeah, on yeah. the Lakers, yeah. and he also has a, his girlfriend is like a model that I yeah. guess she she <laughs> she likes. So yeah, she loves Kyle Kuzma. That's so. awesome. You're already rubbing off on her. Yeah. Man. So yeah. That, quick quick story, uh, Auntie. You know, when we first got married, she goes, "Man, you say man all the time." I go, "What?" Yeah, you say man, this man, and that. But now, when you talk to Auntie, she goes, "Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's real." That, I, I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, going back to uh, Kate and Javon, and just mm -hmm. uh, 
having daughters who are now dating and getting engaged and getting ready to get married. Um, so like you said earlier, Kate and Javon had been together for years, so I, I wasn't shocked when they got um, engaged. But I'm curious, did you did you and Javon ever have uh, a conversation specifically about marriage? Um, yeah, we did. Um, you know, when they first started uh, dating. Yeah. For some reason, I, I think it was more, uh, this, this might have come from Auntie, Auntie Kathy, where she said, you need to talk to him. I go, okay. And uh, so I find myself in um, like a Smoothie King or something uh -huh. in, in uh, Chattanooga, okay. you know, talking with Jervon. And uh, I look back at it, and, and I don't know that that meeting was necessary, you know. Um, I, I feel like, man, if anything, it would make him feel like I'm just dating your daughter. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, I think, I think I just said, Hey, this is my daughter and, uh, I've loved her all her, her life. And, and I'm trusting that you would do, do that too. Yeah. And, uh, um, but then about marriage, I think it's been, uh, throughout their seven years of dating. I think it was just, um, small conversations yeah. about, you know, what, what do you see in the future? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I remember. So my parents, they like dating was like a big deal when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so my parents always said, Hey, if you want to date a girl, the first thing you do is you talk to her, to their, the, her dad. Yeah. And, um, I think that's probably becoming quote, air, uh, old fashioned mm -hmm. now. But I remember my junior year, I had still never had a girlfriend, but I was taking a, just a friend okay. to prom, my junior prom. Okay. And, uh, my dad was like, so are you going to talk to her dad? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, she's just my friend. Like, <laughs> it's, we're talk. just going to prom yeah. together. He's, well, you need to talk to Jimmy Wheeler. That's okay, his. Wow. And uh, so I was so nervous. I was probably 16 yeah. at the time. And yeah. I remember I called Mr. Jimmy. Wow. And um, I don't know what I said. <laughs> it was probably horrible. But. <laughs> I think he was probably like, uh, is there more going on that I need to <laughs> yeah, know about? Exactly. But uh, going off of that, so that was my first experience talking to a girl's dad. And then wow. um, when I got engaged, or right before I got engaged, I went down to Atlanta to talk to Alexis's dad. Yeah. And I was really nervous about that. And it, it was something that, it, it was, it was, um, I think I was nervous because her parents are from Atlanta and I had really not spent that much time with them that okay. I, I, we had been dating for two years and I probably seen Alexis's parents five or six times. Wow. And so I was nervous yeah. that they were going to be like, well, he was going to be like, well, I don't even know you. And you're asking to, <laughs> to marry my daughter. Yeah. And, but I was, I just wanted, I was curious to ask you about what your conversations with Javon were like, because when I was having that conversation with, with Mr. Jim, mm -hmm. uh, obviously I was nervous, but I was, I knew that it probably was nerve wracking for him too. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, yeah. if I ever have daughters, I'm hopefully I'll experience that. And yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think there's, um, I mean, again, it, I feel like I've grown mm -hmm. even in my relationship with Javon. What a, a great, great guy, um, hard worker, you know, mm -hmm. So I, I think it's just as, as time uh, unfolds, uh, you know, things for you to see, you know, that, that's the thing that builds up trust. And then I can go, oh, man, 
my daughter's in good hands. You know, yeah. I, I remember Josh going to to Denver. You know, over thirty years ago to to ask um, uh, George, mm-hmm. Kathy's dad. Um, so I was I was going to be in Denver for four days. So the first day came, I go. I, I said to myself, man, I. I can't do it on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, second day came. I go, uh, no, I'll do it. <laughs> man, I left there and I didn't have that conversation. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so Kathy was like, "How was it?" I go, uh, I, "I didn't, I didn't feel the time was right." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, a few days later, I ended up calling him uh-huh. and I asked him, and he said, "Oh man, I, I thought you would have talked about that when you were here, <laughs> Denver." <laughs> yeah, but he, but he, man, he. I was I was blessed to to get his uh, his blessing. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. Uncle. Cool story. Um, well, I guess we'll move on to uh, our third question, and this question is really what this podcast is all about. And um, I want you to answer it however you want to. It's it's a really open ended question, and it's just this: What's going on at home? Okay. Yeah, uh, man. I, I I've actually been thinking about this question, and I want to try to be as clear as I can for your uh, listeners. Um, but when I think of home, I actually think of um, my wife, Kathy, and my four daughters, my five grandkids. Um, so Auntie and I are gonna be celebrating 30 years in August. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Um, and so, but uh, I think, uh, so Shauna is our first, my, my, my first daughter. Um, well, let me go to, let, let me go to the next one. Caitlin, Callie, and Courtney, mm-hmm. who you grew up with, um, all born here in Tennessee. Um, you talked about Caitlin a little bit, um, engaged and, uh, going to be married soon. And then there's Callie. Um, Callie is a, uh, esthet- esthetician, uh, still hard for me to say that word. <laughs> um, but uh, she's she's doing great with her job, and she's also dating uh, a guy. And I think that they're probably looking at marriage down the road, uh-huh. you know. And then there's uh, my youngest, Courtney. Um, Courtney is uh, working at a salon. Um, she's very talented. She does hair, makeup, uh, but then she does social media for a few different people, and uh, she she helps with the katinas. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then there's my, my daughter Shauna. Um, she's our daughter, but let me try to get through this story. Um, Shauna was born when I was 15, and um, and I didn't meet her. You know, growing up, I was the we were the family of of, of uh, uh, pastors. My mom and dad, you know, grandma and grandpa were pastors, and um, and so there was, I mean. There was, I, I, I became like just sexually involved with, with a girl and um, she ended up getting pregnant. But at the time I was told, no, that, that's not your daughter. I mean, and so never, never could find out until, um, so Auntie and I got married. And in 1999, um, before the year 2000, Auntie and I were talking about, man, um, what do you call it? Uh, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And, and she asked, she said, if, if there is a girl out there that might be your daughter, why don't we make it our resolution to find out? And so, long story short, we find Shauna in Seattle, and uh, we were able to get approval from her guardian for me to come to Seattle and do, do a paternity test. And so that's what I did, and we get the results back later. 
um, a few months later, and I, I am her dad. Hmm. So, so at that time, Shauna was, I think she was 15 or 16. Wow. But um, later on, I don't know how old she was, maybe 19. She moved. She actually moved to Tennessee. Yep. And then and then she moved back to California, got married, and then um, and now she lives. She lives here with uh, our five grandkids and. I'm just really blessed uh, by by Auntie and how Auntie has has really been a mom to to Shauna, and um, so maybe maybe one day you could have Shauna here because her, yeah. her story is really interesting and uh, just to see how uh, how her journey has been. Yeah. But uh, so so that's what's going on at home uh, as far as you know my family members. You know I really feel like life is a story. Mm -hmm. and uh and and some people say life is a marathon you know mm -hmm. so <clears throat> you can't fix everything you know in a day yeah uh um i think if you if you can live with with a lot of patience and um also just trust trusting that okay uh, god is teaching me um something through through this whole situation and uh uh and then man what 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 god does for me, my experience has been it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to ask you, Uncle. Mm -hmm. You talked about how grateful you are for Auntie, and mm -hmm. what were those initial conversations like with you and Auntie? When, like, how did was it? How how did Auntie find out that you might have a daughter? And um, well, I told her. Uh -huh. I told her um, in, in when we were dating. I said, "Here's the situation," and and. Uh, but uh, but we never did like dive deep into it, and, uh, and and now looking back at it, I feel like it's all timing. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like when we finally did uh, pick up the phone and make phone calls and really pursue it, I, I felt like it, it at that time of our marriage we were we were more prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have Auntie yeah on one time to sometime to talk about that because you know she was. When she was presented with that information, that was uh, it must have been a big deal for her, and she kind of had an option. She could, it could have gone one or two ways, and and but she chose uh, she chose love mm -hmm. in that instance. And I think about you know now she's a grandmother to five boys and and a mother to Shauna and and just the I think of that song you make beautiful things out of the dust, and yeah. that's something that. It could have gone one way, it could have gone left, but Absolutely. it went right. And I, yeah. I think a lot of that is a credit to Auntie Kathy's, yeah. her heart and um, her willingness to, really to love. Mm -hmm. So you were 15 when Shauna was born. Yep. I want to ask, did you, and, uh, did you ever talk with your parents about sex when you were young? Mm -hmm. Because I, had, I have close friends who, um, they tell me, Never once have they ever had a conversation about sex with their parents, and that was not my experience growing up. Thank, I'm thankful that my parents were um, an open book, really, for yeah. me and, and Eli, but I know kids that a lot of people grew up in that was never a conversation that happened yeah. in their home. So what was that like for you? Man, Josh, um, so the way I'll answer this question is first I, I, I want to say that um, – as a man, uh, a 54-year-old man that I am now, you know, I look back at um, my upbringing 
And one thing I realized for sure is that my mom and dad, they did their best, yeah. you know, uh, with, with the information that they had. And, uh, but, but there's a lot of things that just, it's a cycle, you know, I don't, well, first of all, grandpa, he didn't have a dad, you mm -hmm. know? So anyways, when it comes to, to, to that topic, um, no, it was never, uh, and we only heard things like, uh, you know, if you ever have feelings for a girl, you better pray about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, sex education was like, it, that was not a thing. I think they just figured that you'll, you'll know, mm -hmm. you'll know, you know, like, uh, the insects know, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and so, um, yeah, it, I, I, I regret that, you know, mm -hmm. I regret it, but, but, uh, I'm thankful that, you know, we can, we can change that now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's really funny because I hear you talking about it and I've had these conversations with my dad, how, uh, my dad always talks about your guys' home when you were younger was so religious, mm -hmm, was. ultra religious. Yeah. And uh, there's good things that came from that, but also some some bad things that came from it. And my dad recognizes that. Yeah. But I think it's funny when I think about my childhood, I tell my dad, well, our house was so religious, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that, yeah. If it was that bad, why did you why didn't you change it? <laughs> yeah. But um I think that's that's probably what just the dynamic between generations is like is that uh you guys probably thought man compared to my parents I'm 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 a heathen you guys are growing up with you can do whatever you guys want and yeah. um and I I'm sure if if I have whenever I become a parent one day I'll probably experience that too I'll think man you guys don't know what I had to deal with when I was a kid but yeah man I mean I think, uh, man, it's all about, um, like standards and yeah. stuff. Like I got, sometimes I, I, I like watching that show, uh, hoarding, you know, on TV or, or hoarders, okay. hoarders, you know, you, you like, a, I want to talk about your <laughs> okay. TV shows later, yeah. but, but, but when I watched that show and it, you know, hoarders is about people that their house is all messy. And so when I watch that show, I, I'm like, mine is not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, I feel like, uh, like like you guys, you know, you, you and your cousins, I, I really feel like you guys are going to make even a, a greater um, mark on the world um, because of, uh, I mean, yeah, you're, I, I feel like your, your, your space is better. Uh, you have had the, the talks about sex and, and, you know, growing up in a religious home, like you mentioned, Man, there's things that um, I still struggle with to this day, and but I'm grateful uh, once again for Auntie Kathy, and I'm sure your, your dad is grateful for for your mom because um, they helped us to 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 see. Um, for example, Josh, like uh, when the girls were in high school, whenever they'd say, "Dad, I'm 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 gonna go uh, to a sleepover," mm -hmm. I'd go, "What?" I'm, 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 I'd go crazy. <laughs> And the reason why was because I was thinking about me at that age mm. and a sleepover, I, man, I'd go crazy because when you grow up in a religious home, you know, there's no room to uh, express yourself, you know, anyways, I mean, it, it can be a long and deep conversation, but uh, my point is um, you guys, uh, you're, you're past a lot of the um, uh, just 
the struggles yeah. I, I think that that we had to uh, face just growing up in a religious home yeah. yeah I think like you said standards can can change your expectations for a lot of things and standards change over time um, and I would like to talk about not just um, religious households but the church in general mm-hmm. I think um, and it's always been like this the church changes mm-hmm. just like the rest of the world does and yeah. We, we believe God doesn't change, right. but the church does change. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think are uh, the, the direction of the capital C church today? Mm-hmm. Um, are there any changes that you're seeing that, that are significant to you that you think are maybe 30, 40 years from now we're going to turn back and think, wow, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't used to be like that, but then it changed? Man, that's a great question, Josh. Um, I think uh, technology hmm. has changed the, the, the look of the church. Like, um, even for us, you know, when the shutdown happened, we started recording these worship sets and sending them out to churches so that they can use them in their online uh, uh, services. And we have a lot of pastor friends that have really crazy stories, like <laughs> one pastor said. So I just picked up my, my, my iPhone and I was, I just, I started preaching in the iPhone on, on Facebook, and he said, and one of my members called me up and said, Pastor, you're sideways. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I think that, uh, okay, so my, in, in, in my upbringing, anything new like this, like technology, and uh, I feel like they always tried to find a way to say, hey, this is of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but um, Why do you think that is? Because I agree. It feels like whenever there's something new that comes out that's popular, yeah. it, it seems like often the church pushes against it. Yeah, I, I think the church is... Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we, we have a uh, craving uh, for certainty. Mm. You know, I, I know that. And I think anything that, that, that looks different from... from the traditions of the church, it's like uncertain, and it's like, hmm, I, I, I really don't know if that's of God. And instead of like, well, research it, mm. and you know, do your own research, it just becomes like talking points. And I think that kind of language just spreads throughout the the church, yeah. you know. And so, but but I, I feel like technology is is uh, is allowing a lot of people who would not have heard the gospel mm-hmm. to hear the gospel and there's a lot of people that would say if, if they were invited to go to church they'd say nah I'm not going to church because uh, they see things that are very hypocritical and like why would I want to be a part of that yeah. uh, but they don't mind clicking on a you know on a stream and and so I think that there's there's positive things that are going to come out of the 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 changes that we're living in now. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes me think about, so when I went to college, my initial um, major was uh, intercultural studies, which was a, a, a program of study within the school of religion. And I mm-hmm. took a class, it was called intro to missions. And our professor told us the story. I thought it was crazy. He told us the story about the first missionaries who went to Hawaii okay. uh, and shared the gospel in Hawaii. And, there was a, a big um, uprising in the church because they found out that the missionaries there, when they were uh, giving communion mm-hmm. to the 
to the new believers in Hawaii, they were giving them coconut water and the meat from the coconut. That's okay. what they were taking right. communion with. Uh-huh. And the church pushed hard against that. No, it needs to be wine and bread. Oh, my, yeah. and it, it has, that's what it was in the Bible. It needs to be wine and bread. Yeah. And and what what the uh, basically what the what I got out of that lesson was that uh, it's we need to be careful to. Um, of letting tradition become a roadblock mm. because That's now good, we have man. new new Christians, people who believe in the gospel, being told that they they're not uh, they're not doing it the right way yeah. because they're taking communion the wrong way or whatever. But that's still going on, Josh. Yeah, it's still going on yeah. today, man. And uh, man, it, man, I wish um, we we would be faster to to receive that revelation. You yeah, know, just that. You know, it, it might, the, there's changes in the way that it looks and in, in the way that it, it's presented, mm-hmm. but it's still for the purpose of somebody coming in to know the Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah, my hope for, for the church is that I think the pandemic in general has caused every, like every aspect of our life to, to change in one way or another. And my hope is that the changes that, um, are inevitable from the way that our world has changed that the church can use those to to grow and Man, to yeah. to i mean like you said we're when you're on the internet now you can reach anyone in the world who has yeah. a wi-fi connection and so yeah. there's more and more people that potentially can hear the, Man, the word of that. god i love that josh and um i was just thinking that you're right we we are presented the the church or those who call uh, themselves uh, Christ followers, we we have an opportunity to to stand in, in that that sweet spot, you know, where we're not a part of the same old debates, you know, about you know masks, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to take the vaccine? Are we not? You know, um, sometimes I, I feel like even in Christian circles, I'm hearing the same arguments and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, I feel like. In, in a sense, we're wasting time because we've taken our eyes off of the, I mean, the Great Commission, um, Mark 16, 15, I think, uh, it says, uh, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature, you know. So, um, you know, your grandfather, my dad, uh, he was uh, amazing at mm-hmm. just winning souls. Yeah. That was his whole, his, his uh, that's what, what he uh, did so well when we were kids. We'd pick pick uh, kids up from different homes, bring them to church, and then eventually those kids would um, bring their parents and the, the whole family would get saved. And, and so we were like, man, that's what we thrived on. Uh, but now, you know, when I, on, on Facebook and stuff, I, I'll see what, what uh, people post, even people that are, they say they're Christians. And I'm like, it doesn't sound like there's anything different that you're offering, you know, you're just the same old, whether it's a political thing or but we, we spend so much time on this and we, we've, we've taken our eyes off of the fact that people are hurting, people yeah. are lost, man. And uh, really, you know, the key is for, for us to just get them to, 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 to know who Jesus is and then, yeah. and then receive him and then let the Lord um, change their lives too. Yeah, there's actually a, a study, again, going back to my time in college. Yeah, I love it, I love <laughs> it, I learned, There's a study man. that um, was <clears throat> done specifically in, in this country, in America, uh, researching the if there's any difference in the behaviors between people who call themselves Christians in America and people who don't. Mm-hmm. And what the study found was that 
on a statistical level in America, Christians and non-Christians behave the same way. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they, um, <laughs> their kids drop out of high school at yeah. the same rates. Yep. Their, the divorce yep. rates are the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, poverty levels are the same. Uh, just across the board. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I do think about that a lot. That's when we're, uh, as a Christian, I I want to be uh, not of this world, mm-hmm. but I see in my own life like there's a lot of like what am, is there anything that I do mm-hmm. that sets me apart from someone who's not a Christian? And mm-hmm. sadly, when I really look at myself, a lot of times there's not. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, I hope that, I think that you really touched on that well. Um, yeah. Well, I mean the difference. Uh, one of the differences is that um, not everyone believes in uh, eternal life, you know, and we, we believe that um, af- after this life, you know, there, there's there's another life yeah. uh, in heaven. But we also believe that as believers, um, you know, John ten ten, where it says, uh, "Devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy," but Jesus comes that we might have life and have it more abundantly. To me, that that speaks of a a, a life full of joy, you mm-hmm. know life full of peace and and when when things happen which things happen you know um we lose loved ones and all that but but yet we can just live this life that still is we're content and we're not always um searching you know uh i think of uh, that u2 song still haven't found what i'm looking for you know Mm -hmm. and i i I love i think you and jackson did you you talked about uh, being a critical thinker and, and, and researching. And I think that's brilliant, you know, that God, God built that in us mm-hmm. uh, to not be lazy, but to, to, to just do our research. Uh, but there's also a point where I feel like it's, a, it's just a, it's a, a season of faith. Like, yeah. okay, we can't explain this, but, um, but I believe it. I, I trust you, God. And, and if you want to unfold whatever this mystery is to me, uh, you will in time. And that's been my experience. Awesome. Well, we have a few minutes left, okay. so I do want to, I don't know how serious you are, I do want to give you a chance to, uh, I want to have both sides of the argument on this, on why you don't think there's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no I, was just, I was just kidding. Um, I, when you and, man, when you and Jack were talking about that, I just, uh, I, I think the, either you or Jack made this point of, uh, okay, if there aren't aliens, then what, What's all the, the rest mm-hmm. of the galaxy yeah. for? And, and man, that's a, I feel like that's a really good point. But you know what I thought, Josh? So, yeah. so you know, the, um, all the other planets, all the other eight planets, mm-hmm. um, and all of that is called the, the galaxy, right? It, it, well, so that's the solar system. The solar system, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the galaxy. So this, is a, this will blow your mind, okay. Uncle. Okay. So, that we have the sun, which yep. is the solar system. So okay. there's nine planets that uh, revolve around the sun. Yeah. In our galaxy, it's estimated there's about 100 billion stars. Okay. So 100 billion suns in the galaxy, mm-hmm. all with their own planets orbiting them. Wow. And then we really don't know yet, but it's estimated that in the universe, mm-hmm. there's probably around 100 billion galaxies. Oh my Each Lord, with man. Uh, so, man. <laughs> it's okay. it's it's impossible to actually grasp how big okay. that is. Okay. Did you hear that? Uh, I, I thought I heard at one point that Pluto wasn't a planet anymore. Yeah, I think it changes. I, oh, okay, I, I don't. So Pluto, 
Pluto does exist. I don't know if you know this, but uh, have you ever heard of the Voyager? Yeah, uh, it, is it a, a? It was like a, a probe launched yep. by NASA back in the '60s. Okay, yep. So it launched back in in the '60s, and a few years ago, it finally made it to Pluto, and it took it's the first ever uh, real photos of Pluto. Wow. So it took about 60 years for it to get there, and it's the it's the first man-made object that is now. Um, I don't know if it is yet, but if it's not, it will be soon. The first man-made object that has left the solar system. Wow. And it's just going to keep going on for that infinity. That is mind-blowing. It's a, you should look it up. It's really cool because on, uh, on I, I think it's called the Voyager. It's either the Voyager or the Challenger, but mm-hmm. they uh, engraved basically messages. Mm-hmm. If if someone else were to find it, they, they think that... Uh, the messages that they engraved would be able to point them back to earth. Yeah. And then they put, uh, music like there's musical recordings back from the sixties that are just playing out in space right now oh my so goodness. that they know we're a, uh, a species that likes music and, Wow, I wonder uh, if they're playing a Katina song out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're, I think it, it's playing Frank Sinatra. Wow. I think, but so, you know, here's my theory is that, um, so all of the the, uh, the orbits uh-huh. that are happening, I, I feel like all of that is happening for Earth. Mm. You know that because um, Josh talked. I mean, uh, Jack talked about how the conditions had to be perfect mm-hmm. for Earth um, to be what it is yeah. today. And so the theory of this Samoan guy that graduated from <laughs> Samoan High School <laughs> is that. All of the, all of that that's happening out there, it's to to make the conditions it's right. All <laughs> us, <baby. laughs> it's all about us, baby. It's all about me, baby. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. it's one of those things. I don't know if we'll we probably will never have the answer in our yeah. lifetime, but it's fun yeah. to think about. It's fun to. But yeah, I, I'm just proud that I have uh, you know some family members that that think about that. Yeah. I really am, man, because yeah. uh, I, I don't want to be. Um, remembered for just a, a dude that lived in the same old same old you know yeah. so you and you know your cousins and man the, the things that i feel like we we get i mean we gain from you guys is it's priceless man mm. so. yeah well i'm definitely no expert i'm just a fan <laughs> yeah. uh especially of like cutting edge technology um uh there's this so you're familiar with elon musk yep yeah so his his company SpaceX is the one that's sending the rockets uh, yeah. into space. But he also has a he has many companies. But another company that he has right now is uh, is called Neuralink. Have you heard of Neuralink at all? I, I have heard of it. But what is it? So it's a company. They're developing technology, basically, um, where their their goal is to implant uh, things into human brains, oh, man. so that. Uh, it's basically so that they can have access to uh, uh, the internet just by using your brain. And uh, but one thing that they recently released was they have a, they put it in a, a monkey's brain, and they have this monkey. the The first people who, if Neuralink is successful, the first people who will receive it will be um, people who are paralyzed mm. because they think that they'll be able to. Uh, rewire their brains so that they to to fix their paralysis. Wow! But, um, still a long way to go for that. But yeah. they they 
put it in this monkey's brain and they they the first thing that they did was they taught him how to play uh pong you know the old video game yeah 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 yeah. well he was playing pong but just with his brain oh my and he was just and uh uh, so neuralink is neuro is that come from the word nerd (laughs) (laughs) it might as well but yeah so we've had conversations amongst us cousins like well if neuralink is become successful will you guys get it and all of us have said no except for dylan (laughs) dylan said i'll be first in line oh yeah so wow i love it man I think the we've already seen how much the world has changed from technology, and yeah. that's not going to stop anytime soon. It's going to yeah. keep changing. But yeah. well, Uncle, I um, really enjoyed our time yeah. together. Uh, is, do you have anything you'd like to share with the listeners before you go? Man, I, I'd like to do this again down the road. I yeah. know you have a lot of a lot of uh, other guests in line, but uh, let's see. Share with the listeners, um, man. My my journey has been. Uh, just a lot of twists and turns, man. But I remember uh, a man said that if you're not growing, you're dying. Hmm. And so I want to just encourage everyone to just keep growing, uh, keep learning, um, and and of course keep staying close to, to God, man. Awesome, Uncle. Thanks so much. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. <laughs>